Well, bless the Lord, saints of God, to bring you greeting from Cathedral Christian Church podcast this Wednesday night, June 10th, 2020. Let's open with a word of prayer tonight, and I pray that you will receive God's unadulterated word, and it'll be a blessing to your spirit, man. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we come before you tonight asking for wisdom, knowledge, and above all, understanding of your word. It is our desire, God, that you be glorified, that we be edified, and as I often have said, that the devil be horrified at the teaching, preaching of your gospel. For, Father, we will not quit, nor will we give up on you, on your word, because you've yet to give up on us. Thank you now. Bless everyone that will listen and hear and dial in and download. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. Well, tonight, I'm trusting God to just kind of feed us a little bit in this devotional tonight. I'm going to look at 2 Corinthians chapter 10, uh, Paul to the church at Corinth, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, and permit me to read, for though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh, for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. Casting down imaginations and every high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. May God bless us all the hearers, readers, and doers of his most holy word. I want to title this one tonight, Battle Tested. Battle Tested. Again, 2 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 3 through 5, Paul to the church at Corinth. If you did not know, the epistle of Paul is nothing more than letters written. And, and, and on his journeys, God in, invoked the biblical knowledge of God in and through Paul to write. And if you listen and look and, and follow by the leading of the Spirit, the book of Romans chapter 8 says, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. Romans 8 and 14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, they are the sons of God. And that definitely includes the daughters of God as well. But as we look at tonight, I don't have three or four points, so I solicit your prayer when you're listening to this podcast that God will bless you. But I want to look at the weapons, the weapons of our warfare. Let's break down the scripture, and I'm going to kind of elaborate and talk from the Amplified Version of the Bible so that we can kind of break it down in a more English vernacular. Here, Paul talks to the church at Corinth, is one of the churches that he had found. And let's look at verse number three. He says, for though we walk or live in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. Yes, I must say it, we are definitely in the in the height of the pandemic. They call it resurgent. Resurgent meaning that everybody thought that the curve would flatten by now. But because we are doing the things opposite of what God would say for the scriptures teach that obedience is better than sacrifice. So since we've relaxed social distancing, we barely wear a mask, we act as if nothing is really going on because we have followed some conspiracy theorists that said that this ain't real, this is nothing more than the flu, but yet we've had more people to die uh, in America because of pan the pandemic, COVID-19, than any and all wars combined in our human history. 
God's trying to tell us something. God's trying to show us something. God's trying to get our attention. Wake up and hear the voice of God. He talks about Paul. He says, for though we walk, live in the flesh, which is true. We've often said that we are in this world, but no longer of the world. Well, what does that mean? That means that we were born into sin, shaped into iniquity. We are human beings that live in a world, as I like to say, gone wild. We live in a time that babies are still having babies. We live in a time definitely now that the running rampant of shooting uh, is really, really crazy. I was uh, talking today with a brother at work and he was sharing with me in the, in the city of Chicago. Amen. That it, over the weekend, 18 people died in a 24 hour period. But that's not talked about. It's real. Uh, apart from the pandemic, apart from COVID-19, apart from the beaches being open, apart from the beauty salons being open, apart from the barbershops being open, the casinos opening, the hotels opening back up, everybody, because this world in which we live is loving the riches and wealth of the money. For the Bible says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. Not money itself. The Bible also says in the book of Psalms that money answereth all things. It's how you utilize it. It's just like the wisdom. So tonight, I hope that you grasp some of the wisdom of God as we begin to look at the scriptures just a little more closely. The weapons of our warfare, they're not human. Oftentimes, people say and think that they're fighting against people. No, you're fighting against the wicked one, the one who is the trickster, the one who we call Slewfoot, the one who slides into your life, who creeps into your home, and he infiltrates your, your marriage, he infiltrates your finances, he gets into your children, he gets into your husband, he gets into your wife, and here we are in battle. And you think you're fighting against a person, but the Bible clearly says that the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They're not fleshly. They're not human. It's a spiritual war. I've often said, and I truly believe, that the enemy cannot make you do anything. You have to want to do. Now, does he try to influence you? Yes, he does. Does he present you with an opportunity? Yes, he does. Just like God also, remember, everything that God has, the devil desires and tries to do the direct opposite. So, matter of fact, if God wants you to love your enemy, bless them that curse you and say all manner against you for his name's sake, the enemy will have you to pitch a fit, not turn the other cheek, and go straight postal on somebody to show them that you're not weak, that you're not a punk, that you're not any one of those things. So we've got to be careful. The enemy is doing what? I've said it through the years. John chapter 10, verse number 10. For that thief. Cometh not before to steal and to kill and to destroy. Colon. I'm going to stop it there for a minute. Why? Because he wants to take you and not let you walk in the spirit. He wants you to look at everything through the fleshly eyes of your human mind. The child of God, ladies and gentlemen, brothers and sisters, you ought to know by now that you're not striving to walk by sight. 
God would have us to walk by faith. Your faith is what will sustain you. Your faith is what cause you to be obedient, not to sacrifice your health, not to sacrifice your children, not to sacrifice your elderly parents or grandparents or uncles or aunts because you just got to get out the house. You find yourself, can't sit down for just a moment to meditate on the things of God and seek the face of God in accordance to Matthew 6 and 33, which states, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and all these things shall be added unto you. What things? The things that you desire, the things that you need. Don't you know that God knows that you get hungry? Don't you know that God knows that you need water? Don't you know that God knows that you need a, a roof over your head, a car to drive, a job to go to, a place to stay? Don't you know that God will have you not to be alone if it be so that he would desire you to be with somebody? But the opposite of that blessing is the curse of the enemy that will cause you to step out of character to walk in your flesh, to do carnal thinking, to do carnal-minded things, and call yourself thinking that you're walking in spirit when you're walking in the flesh. That's what the enemy does. He wants you to weaponize yourself. Let your mouth become your weapon. Not your spiritual mind, not, but your human mind. Not your spiritual mouth, but your human mouth. He wants you to speak death and not life. For the scriptures teach that life and death resides in the power of the tongue. It's a little member in the book of James that he talks about, but it boasts a lot of power. That life, you speak life. God never said that we're exempt from trial or tribulation. God never said that we're not going to go through anything. God never said you're not going to have the billows of life begin to roll in and cause you situations. God never said in the scripture that you are exempt because of your salvation and your belief in Jesus Christ. Matter of fact, if I can drop something in your spirit, because of your profession of faith, because you desire to study the scriptures, to walk with God, because you desire to be a blessing and not a curse, you are a target of the enemy. You've got a bullseye biblically on your back and the devil is coming to try to destroy you. You're that Moses in, in, in the wilderness running towards the Red Sea and you've got the devil and all of his imps behind you like Pharaoh chasing after you, trying to destroy you, trying to destroy your money, trying to destroy your children, trying to destroy everything that's not of God, that's not like God. But here we are. Let's look at what the scripture is saying and we'll get ready to close the podcast out tonight. I hope I'm blessing somebody in the name of Jesus Christ. He says, for though we walk and live in the flesh, we are not carrying on our warfare according to the flesh and using mere human weapons. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God for the overthrow and the destruction of strongholds. So the weapons of our war are not physical. They're not carnal, but it's a spiritual attack. And it's a stronghold that the enemy wants to put on your mind, to put in your mouth, to speak a negative word so that you won't bless yourself or bless others or bless your situation, or speak blessings on your job, or speak blessings on your home, or speak blessings on your finance, that doesn't mean you're not going to be challenged. Oh, let me drop something in your spirit. Because you seek the face of God and you desire to have the apostolic power and the knowledge of God and God's word, you better be ready for the fight of your spiritual life. Amen. I begin to look at the word and I wonder, 
as I begin to look, meaning that I'm seeking. Why? Because we have to work in a world, as I like to say, that is gone wild. Look around you. We've got social media galore. We got phones snapping on every front. You can't do anything without being recorded. Not just candid shots for comic relief, but I'm talking about whatever you do, somebody is watching you. You've got to know that you're never without somebody watching you. You think somebody ain't watching you? You might all wake up and write this down. Somebody's always watching. Why? To speak a negative word, to say they thought you was. I thought you was a child of God. I thought you would say, oh, did you slip and cuss? Oh, I thought you was a preacher. Oh, I thought you was a deacon. I thought you lived in the house of God. Yeah, we're human. We're fallible. We make mistakes. We don't cross every T nor dot every I, but we got to know that God is the corrective one. God is the teacher. God is the rectifier. God is the, the potter. We are the clay. You've got to know that you'll never always do it right. So you understand these strongholds that I speak of tonight. These strongholds could be your supervisor on your job. These strongholds could be financial difficulty. These strongholds during this pandemic time that, yes, your company has folded. Your job has laid you off. You've been bumped several times and you wonder how you're going to make it. But the scriptures teach for God's children. He said he's never seen the righteous hungry or begging bread. You've got to believe that God knows exactly what you need when you need it, but you can't allow the enemy to interject the weaponry in your mind thinking you're already defeated. Because if you think you're defeated, you're already defeated. The Bible also says, as a man thinketh, so is he. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaketh. So you've got to allow God's word to settle in your heart, to settle in your spirit, to settle all around you, to know that you shall not know defeat. As we go to the last verse tonight, and we'll close out the podcast. He says, inasmuch as we refute arguments or the auras or reasoning and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God, and we lead every thought and purpose away captive into the obedience of Christ, the Messiah, the Anointed One. I'll close out by saying the Amplified Version, going back to the King James Version again. Here's what he said, the verse I just read, but here it is in the King James. He says, casting down imaginations and every high thing that will exalt itself against the knowledge of God and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. As I close out tonight, I want you to understand that the physical war that you think you're fighting, you must always, I said it in Sunday's podcast, child of God, you can never leave your situation in the natural state. You have to always allow it to transition into the spirit realm. That's the only way that you will defeat and defeat the strongholds. That's the only way that you will overcome the enemy. As the scripture says in the book of Revelation, you overcome him him how? By the word of your testimony and by the blood of the lamb. It's because of Jesus Christ, the sacrificial lamb. As I close tonight, as we look now, you've got to understand that when you bring into captivity and bring it unto Christ, you've got to bring it to the altar and leave it there and trust God and know that even though we may be battling with the pandemic, even though we may be battling with this coronavirus, even though now we're battling with the heat, we're battling with protest 
protest. We're battling with injustice. We're balancing and battling with racism of all creeds, of all ethnicities, of all nationalities, of all ethnic origins. You've got to know that God is the one that's causing you to be successful. So I encourage you tonight as we close out, don't be discouraged. Don't be dismayed. Don't give up. Trust God. Even though you're in a battle, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord. You've got to know you're already a winner, not a whiner. God is making saints into soldiers. Amen. So I trust tonight as we close out this podcast, you've got to believe. As Yolanda Adams says, the battle is not yours. It's the Lord. I say it again. I've never through scripture seeing the righteous forsaken, nor his seed begging bread. So you be blessed tonight, and you know that God is definitely on the throne, and you must believe that the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. You can win. You're already successful. You call on the name of Jesus. Father, tonight, in the name of Jesus, as we call on you tonight, we believe that you're going to do abundantly above all that we can ask or think. Father, we thank you now that we are winners, not whiners. Oh, God, we know that this too shall pass with the pandemic. Corona 2019, dear God, we know COVID-19 is going to pass. Father, we ask for a restore for those who are right now on the ventilators, for those in the hospital, for those that have lost loved ones, renew their strength and let them know that you've not forgotten them, that you will help them in the midnight hour. We bless now. We trust you in Jesus' name. We pray. The battle is not yours. It's the Lord's. You're a winner. You've won. We're winning in Jesus' name. Bless the Lord, saints of God, greetings in the name of Jesus Christ, the CCC Devotional Sunday Morning Podcast. We want to come this morning live from Atoka, Tennessee to bless the people, the population, and preferably anybody that will download and listen. Let's open with a word of prayer this morning. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, we ask for wisdom, knowledge, and above all understanding. It is our desire, God, that you be glorified, that we be edified, and that the devil be horrified because we yet to quit. We won't stop. We'll continue to believe in the name of Jesus. Bless the reading of the word, the words that will come out of my mouth, and may the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, my Lord, my strength, and my redeemer. It is in Jesus' name we pray. 
Amen. Uh, blessings. We want to greet you in divine love this morning. We want to use from Isaiah chapter 40, a very familiar passage of scripture, Isaiah chapter 40, verses 28 through 31. And if you'll permit me to read out of the King James Version of the Bible from Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 28 through 31. Has thou not known, has thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Uh, in the heart of the pandemic, society and all of the medical scientists are saying that we're starting phase two or wave number two, but we must agree that we never left wave number one. They're trying to be politically correct and try to ease the calm and the fear of the pandemic, but we're in the height of it right now. Now, I know it seems like that we're focusing in on it, but I believe it's pertinent that we talk about where we are. I've always, over the last 30 years, tried to make sure we speak to where the people are. What I love about the teachings of Jesus is that those parables that we are so familiar with, it's, it's an earthly saying with a heavenly meaning. God had a way through his son Jesus and the Holy Spirit of making sure he could break it down so that the youngest could understand it, even to the elders, those that walk in wisdom. So as we look at the scriptures today, the, 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 the writer Isaiah talks to us. So we want to title this podcast, Waiting on God Still Works. Waiting on God Still Works. The definition, uh, the verb wait means to stay where one is or delay action until a particular time or until something else happens. Or it could be deemed as we had a long wait or to uh, stay in place. That's what we need to do. I have not been one who's been shy of saying that during the Old Testament uh, plagues, God would have them to hunker in place wipe the blood, sacrificial blood, over the doorpost so that the spirit would pass them by, the spirit of death. And now we're not doing that in the 21st century, but we've got medical guidance to mask up, which protects you and the person that you're around because of the droppers that come out, to do your best to social distance six feet or greater, to minimize group activity, and they try to give a numerical value of the number of 10, but it, it really doesn't matter. You try to limit yourself as much as possible. Now, let's be real. We have to replenish supplies. We have to do what we need to do. There's things that still happen. Things still break. Washing machine still goes out. Car has problems. Let's be real. Those things still happen. And even though we're working from home, the majority of the population, but life still does have to exist. We still have to do what we got to do. But let's use the wisdom. The Bible teaches that wisdom is the principal thing, but in all that getting, get understanding. I believe that God is raising some of us preachers up that have been no names. Those of us that don't have large mega churches and large congregations 
who, and I'll say this because it hits my heart, those who have amassed the wealth and the riches and the popularity and the microphone to be able to speak a global word of God. Now, during the pandemic and the civil unrest, I believe that preachers, warriors in the clergy should be right now. We should dominate the message in the airway that Jesus is still alive. But what do we hear globally? Very minimal. We're silent. The church is still sick because now we're messed up because we can't keep getting all that money because the law is telling us to not reopen too soon. So that's why some have broken the law to try to because it ain't about the people and the things of God. It's about how much tithe and offering because what we've done is we went outside of God's truth and amassed visions that were only our own desire. God will want us to know this gospel that I speak is free. Amen. So I just want to get to that out and I want to put that KSA out to let people know. Don't be deceived. Hear, hear God's word. God has a purpose and a plan. So there are some. You may not know our names. You may not see us on a billboard lit up. You may not see us traveling around the world or inviting you to join us on the cruise. But there's some preachers that's in the, that's in the trenches just trying to tell people one soul at a time that get to know God. Find out who Jesus Christ is. Know that he's real. He'll meet you where you are. I've always said there is not a spot where God is not. Wherever you are, God is. That means that God is the only omnipresent God. He's everywhere at all times. Amen. So let's look at the scriptures and then we'll bring the podcast to a close because most podcasts are not very long in nature anyway. He says, has thou not known? That question, I believe, is still applicable to us in the 21st century. Has thou not known? Have you not been in church, as some people have said, all their lives, but yet today you act as if God still is not a deliverer? Have you not been in church all your life and you act as if God can't heal you from the pandemic? Have you not been in church all your life, but yet you act like God can't, can't take a mess and make a miracle? I would beg to differ. Has I not known, has I not heard that the everlasting God, the God that we preach, who's everywhere at all times. I've heard many a clergy say, I've never seen his seed go hungry or beg bread. And that's the truth. And I've told people, I'm striving to make warriors, not whiners. Those that will know, sometimes you ain't got to pray for certain things. You all have enough God in you now just to walk in it. Your faith has to exceed, amen, your feelings. God will want us to walk by faith. So what? We're hunkered in? Yes, we do our best right now. We go to work, do what we got to do. We get our supplies and we hunker down. And what I believe is done is reconstituted friendship. It's reinitiate relationship. It's built a different thing. It's a blessing to see a family group riding bikes and those playing together. God's got a way of trying to get you if you will pay attention and know that God is the institutor and orchestrator of the family. But the devil, the opposer of God's truth, has done everything he can to keep society robust and moving forever alive. We got to get back out there. We got to reopen the economy. We got to move fast. That's to get you back into a grit and a grind that will separate you from the love of God and separate you from your family to keep daddies traveling, mamas going. Why? All in order to destroy the infrastructure of the family. But I tell you today, God's got a method and a message because he's our master and he wants us to understand that he's the core or should be the core of our existence. Have you not known, have you not heard through all them Bible studies, all them revivals, all the crusades that the everlasting God, 
the Lord, capital L, the creator of the ends of the earth. He fainteth not. He never gets tired. He never gets weary. Why do we act like he do? Neither is weary, question mark. There is no searching of his understanding. Why? Because we said the Bible is a mystery. Just when you think you've got it figured out, God, flip the script. Just when you think you've got society figured out, something else mess your mind up. Just as soon as you think you've got your finger on the pulse, something different manifests itself, and then you begin to wonder. As long It's okay to wonder, but don't let your wonder become doubt. Because you begin to doubt, you begin to lose faith. And the Bible said, without faith, it's impossible to please God. For he that come up to God must believe that he is and that he is a rewarder of them politically, plurally, that seeks God face in accordance to Matthew 6 and 33, which states, but seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Let me drop something in your spirit while I'm driving by your street. God's kingdom ain't made up of a bunch of houses that's just made by man's hands. God's kingdom is made up of souls. Souls that have accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, that has accepted that God is the reign and ruler supreme, that has accepted that Jesus had to leave so that the Holy Spirit could come, that he can lead us and guide us and teach us in all things, if we're willing to follow him, in accordance to Romans 8 and 14, which says, for as many as are led by the Spirit, capital S, of God, they're the sons of God. Not the sons of anarchy, not the sons of uprest, not the sons of civil unrest. Those people who are warriors for a different cause, that are looters, that are robbers, that are murderers, that are blowing bombs up. They're not of God, capital G. They're of the God of this world. But I come to tell you today, in verse number 30, he says, even the youth shall faint and be weary. Look at the television. It's a blessing to see that diversity of protesters that are out there politically trying to state their cause. But let's get the books changed. Let's get the laws changed. Don't go through all this protest and nothing changed in writing. And when it all subsides and settles down, that nothing actually changes the law. Let me drop something else in your spirit while I'm hoverboarding by your street. We can't change the heart of man. Only God can do that. So we can remove every statue, we can remove every plaque, we can erase all those things. It don't erase the heart. If the man's heart don't want to change, you can do all that stuff and they're still going to be the same. So I want to just share this a little bit now. The youth shall faint and be weary and it says, and the young men shall utterly fall. Why? Because they're in warfare. Those of us that have gotten older, we should be here for wisdom. We try to give the wisdom to encourage. I'm trying to encourage my daughters to stay on your grind. Know the facts. Learn what you know. Study. Read. Understand. But put God first. Don't let nobody use you. Don't let nobody abuse you. Don't let nobody override you. But you study where you are. You master your craft. You get into this word. You allow God to bless you. And you watch God work on your behalf. In that last verse, verse 31, which we've always heard throughout our church years, it says that after all of that, after the young men get weary and they faint and utterly fall, but the writer says, but they that wait upon the Lord, and the topic of today's podcast is this, uh, waiting on God still works. Why do you got to be in such a hurry? There's some time ago, God began to ask me, why are you in such a hurry for everything? Yeah, we live in a microwave mentality. Yeah, we live in got to get it right now. I got to do it right now. I got to get it done right now. But let me drop something in your spirit. There's nothing wrong with waiting. I oftentimes say now it's delayed, not denied. 
Because in that delay period, it's the analogy I'll give you. We've said it before. You're on your way to work and something just messes your time up. And you find yourself being just a little off on your time. But when you get to a certain point on your journey, you realize there was a catastrophic accident and that could have been you. But God let something interrupt your mind to slow you down to just wait just a little while longer. That's a good analogy. I like to live by that sometimes, amen, in that regard. But this is what he said, and I'll get ready to bring the podcast to a slow close. He says, but they that wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. I remember the psalmist, after committing adultery and, and murder, asked God to renew a right spirit within him, to restore his joy. While you're waiting, don't be, I heard somebody say in the grocery line yesterday, they're so bored at the house just waiting. Let me tell you something while I'm talking about it. To wait means to wait on God. Ask God to renew the refreshness of having a peaceful home. Amen. You all desire that when you walk into your house that you don't live in, in home in civil unrest. You don't want to live in a house that's full of trouble, a house that's full of drama, a house that's full of problems and situations, you ought to feel blessed when you drive up to your doorstep, get out your car, go into your house, don't turn the TV on, don't turn the radio on, and just let the peace of God saturate your mind for a little while. And then you realize, wait a minute, when you look around and realize that I don't live on the street, I'm not begging bread, I'm not hungry, I'll give God praise. Look how good God been. Amen, somebody. I begin to wonder, and I look when he says, and I'm getting ready to, to bring this thing home. They shall mount up with wings as eagle, and the Lord shall renew your strength. You've been broken, you've been busted, you're tired, you're worn, and you're weary, but then God gives you your second breath. God gives you a second wind to face your demons, to face your devil, to face your enemy. If your enemy, amen, they're human in nature, but the battle, the warfare is spiritual. When you see that supervisor that worked your last nerve, that ain't the person that you're fighting against. You're fighting through the wicked one, the enemy that works through them. But God's got a way of, I get excited, why? Because God's got a way of causing you to be slow to speak, slow to anger, quick to listen to the spirit. When you want to launch on somebody, God said, no, not right now. Because God's got something ahead that you can't even control. God can allow to happen to your enemy far greater than you can imagine in your human mind. And I'll close this morning by saying this, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. What I drop into your spirit is when you begin to run for the Lord, that we used to sing the song, I'm running for my life. I tell you, I'm saved. I'm Holy Ghost filled. I'm water baptized. Why? Because I know that I'm on this journey and I know that change is coming. I know that change is coming in my life. Be not discouraged. Be not dismayed in the midst of this civil unrest. You got to know in this upheaval that is globally around the world, the protests are real. The protests are pertinent, but you got to understand that after some 60 years, after marching on Washington, I can believe that change is coming. I believe there's going to be change from the White House to our house. You got to believe that God is about to take your finances and take your mess and make a miracle. God can take the thing that you thought you would never have. God's about 
about to bring it to pass. Your trip is delayed, not denied. So just wait on God and don't be discouraged. Be excited. I know that change is coming because why? We're walking in change right now. So Sharp and I right now are walking in change. Our daughters are walking in change. The people that will follow the teachings of God will walk in change. Amen, somebody. I conclude this morning by saying as we get ready to close out in a prayer, that change Amen. It's like Sam Cook said, you was born by that river of your life, but yet just hold on a little while longer. Yolanda Adams said, the battle's not yours, it's the Lord. But Sam Cook said, change is going to come. So as we get ready to close out this morning, just know we close out in prayer that God is on the throne. In Jesus' name. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We believe you. We stand for you. We stand for this truth. We know it's a long time after these people have died in vain. But we know you're about to bring change. Bless everybody that will listen to this podcast on this 14th of June, 2020. Be encouraged, be blessed. CCC Devotional signing off until the next podcast in Jesus' name.